1: Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we have been tracking as uh, President Joe Biden uh, made an announcement today relating to our troops in Afghanistan and uh, is currently. Uh, Walking the grounds at Arlington National Cemetery, uh, particularly an area where uh, many who lost their lives uh, in Afghanistan uh, have been laid to rest. So uh, a somber uh, moment for the president there as he goes through. uh, Earlier uh, in making the announcement of the troop withdrawal, he said this. Over the next few months, we'll also determine
2: what a continued U.S. diplomatic presence in Afghanistan will look like, including how we'll ensure the security of our diplomats. Look, I know there are many who will loudly insist that diplomacy cannot succeed without a robust U.S. military presence to stand as leverage. We gave that argument a decade. It's never proved effective. Not when we had 98,000 troops in Afghanistan. And not when we were down to a few thousand. Our diplomacy does not hinge on having boots in harm's way, U.S. boots on the ground. We have to change that thinking. American
1: troops shouldn't be used as a bargaining chip between warring parties in other countries. Okay, so that was uh, President Biden uh, making that announcement. And this is uh, just an interesting one uh, with a lot of opinions uh, from surprising places. Yeah, you know, Some of the people you would think would want troops to stay have said they want them out. Some people who thought you'd want them out want them in. Uh, and so I turn to our ultimate insight source when it comes to these kinds of things. Miles Hansen, who is the president and CEO of World Trade Center Utah, joins us to help us break all this down in terms of what it actually means. Miles, thanks for joining us today.
2: Boy, it's good to be on the
1: show. Uh, so this is a uh, this is a tricky one. Uh, we're we're down to about twenty five hundred uh, troops uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, from your history and your experience dealing with a lot of these complex uh, international issues, uh, what's what's your takeaway? What should we be thinking about uh, as this starts to take place in May and will conclude uh, in September?
2: You know, Boyd, you hit the nail on the head. This is tricky, (laughs) to put it mildly. This is such a complex situation. It's one that's very difficult for a lot of people who've been working on this issue for a very, very long time. I think it's important for people to keep in mind that, you know, we have spent $2 trillion over the past 20 years in Afghanistan. We've had troops that have ranged from the 2,500 we have there today up to the peak during the Obama presidency. We had just about 100,000 troops in the country. And yet if you look at the security situation, it hasn't changed dramatically in the past 15 years. And so I think there's a lot of people who are are, are trying to figure out You know, what is in the best interest of the United States as we go forward, and how do we focus our limited time and energy and resources on those areas where we can make a qualitative difference?
1: Yeah, and that is uh, one of the areas that we've been trying to really get to, and that is it seems like there have been some advancements in terms of overall security, in terms of democracy. Uh, I know one area that I think we're all concerned about is there have clearly been some advancements in terms of of women's rights and and young girls in terms of schooling. Uh, What's the the outlook uh, for those issues uh, absent a a U.S. military presence?
2: That's a great question, and it's important to, to let me clarify. The contrast between Afghanistan today and the Afghanistan in the 1990s is is a significant difference. And there has been a lot of uh, progress in democracy, in educating women, there's a a developing middle class there. So there has been a lot of progress that has been made. And yet, if we look over the past 10 or 15 years, as we have continually increased our investment in Afghanistan, we haven't seen the situation change dramatically. Most of those gains came in the first four or five or six years. Of this war in Afghanistan, I think moving forward, you know a couple of things I think are important for people to keep in mind one uh, you, we've seen a lot of partisan discourse over everything in our country it's important that we take the partisan a- aspect of this out of it yeah. what we 're seeing today is largely a continuation of where things are headed uh, under President Trump and I worked in the Trump White House working on many of these issues and this was the direction that, that we were headed and I think almost certainly if President Trump had won the election, we'd be in a situation very similar to where we are today from a policy perspective. So we can set the, the partisan element aside and debate the merits of it as being about U.S. interests. Moving forward, Boyd, to your question, you know, I think if you look at some of the intelligence assessments that have been made public the past few days, there's no question that the Taliban are a formidable fighting force. We have invested significant amounts of, of, of time, energy, and resources into building up the Afghan national security officials. But it's important for all of us to remember that this war is not ending. Even if the U.S. combat role is coming to an end, the war is going to continue. And it's going to be a hard-fought uh, fight between those Afghan security uh, forces against the, the Taliban elements that have continued to persist over the past 20 years despite our involvement there.
1: Yeah, I and uh, I appreciate you raising the uh, the partisanship component to it. This is clearly one of those where the the partisan and the political stuff needs to. To end at the water's edge, uh, as it always should. Uh, as we look at our our issues and opportunities around the world, and uh, Miles, I've, I've been wanting to ask you: is this is this one of those examples of you? You mentioned the the gains that happened early on, uh, and then there's just been kind of this maintenance mode uh, in terms without real progress in in a lot of these areas. And is this one of those where you can you can kind of control the the military component to it, but the hearts and minds? Uh, it's also Going to be back with the Afghan people uh, to decide.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that this should be a a, a reminder to us as Americans that it is very difficult to go and re- uh, recreate or reshape the world in our image. <sighs> there are a lot of forces in Afghanistan at play, and it's, it's so complex. And you have uh, other uh, entities, both within Afghanistan but around Afghanistan. They have more at stake than we do as Americans. Once we eliminated the counterterrorism threat there in Afghanistan, so you think about Pakistan and Iran and India and Russia, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, uh, Kyrgyzstan—countries I've lived in—they um, all have more at stake in Afghanistan, and so they have been uh, continuing to try to advance their interests in Afghanistan. We are much further away and further removed from that, and therefore. Uh, our willingness to uh, sacrifice and invest in trying to dictate an outcome in Afghanistan is ultimately less than what those people who are right there in the neighborhood or in Afghanistan are. And so I think that we – it's a good reminder to us that we have limited power and ability, and so we need to be very smart about where we are choosing to use that. Even as we continue – and this is key here – as we end the, this combat role in Afghanistan, we're still going to be in the country. We're going to have, uh, you know, what is special forces, intelligence operations, our diplomats and security around the diplomats. We have the ability to provide significant support to the Afghan government, to Afghan, the Afghan people. And how we manage the end of this combat role is essential in trying to protect and advance our interests and fulfill the moral obligation that we have to the thousands of Afghans that have been in the trenches with us, supporting us in a variety of roles, who now are going to be very vulnerable uh, if we pull back this combat, this this combat role. And so, it's gonna, it's been complex. It will continue to be complex, and it's going to be a country and an issue that we continue to invest in as Americans. But we need to be very realistic about what we can accomplish there.
1: Yeah, and I, I so appreciate that perspective. If you just join us, Miles Hansen, CEO of World Trade Center Utah, who uh, was has, has been in these countries, has been around these countries, was part of the administration uh, with uh, former President Trump uh, in terms of dealing with uh, these particular issues, Afghanistan in particular. Uh, and as you look at those, uh, Miles, just in our closing minute here, one of the things that uh, President Biden mentioned today was that there are other areas In the world that we need to make sure we keep our focus on Uh, and so a a non-combat role in afghanistan will will enable us to do some other things but what should we be watching in terms of what comes next from the administration you
2: know priority one two and three should be china and what china's rise and china's increasingly aggressive foreign policy means for us as americans uh, that needs to be the top priority and in, in something that another very complex, very nuanced issue that cannot become partisan in nature because that will um, obscure the smart policies and in, in support for those policies that we're going to have to put together as a country. But that is an area of, of critical importance. Of course, when we talk about China, we're, we're really talking about all of the Asia Pacific region, yeah. uh, given China's influence there.
1: Yeah. Fantastic, extraordinary insight as always, Miles Hansen, CEO of World Trade Center Utah. Uh, thanks for helping us uh, break down the events and what's uh, likely to unfold in the months ahead as we look. Thanks, ahead. boy. Have a great day. All right, thanks, Miles. All right, uh, as we look at that, uh, it's just such a, uh, a vital piece of the puzzle, and as Miles said, it is complicated and complex. Uh, we need to keep an eye on China to be sure, and we'll continue to watch how this all breaks down uh, as it relates to Afghanistan in the months ahead, and I just. Great insight uh, for us here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Maya Jeredet's going to join us. We're going to talk about the science behind the faith of Ramadan.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence.